Okay. Um, talking about the Corpse Bride, we're, we're talking about Tim Burton and uh, yeah, Johnny Depp and uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. And um, we're talking animation. We're talking skinny arms. And we're talking. I don't know why this. You know, things are happening. Yep. We're getting mad about things. Like I'm, we're, I'm upset. I'm upset. I'm upset about something. I'm yelling. I, yeah. I'm so mad. Okay. All I right. don't know. <laughs> we're just trying to get all of our volume in there. I'm. I'm laughing about something very much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Big stuff. That important stuff. The graph. The Mm -hmm. the graph. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God. You know. Fuck the economy. We should. We should be economists. We should run the economy. I know money. Should be on Wall Street. Yeah, I could be Mrs. Wall Street. I'm gonna trade some bonds. I could be the wolf of Wall Street. I could be the wolf stress of Wall Street. The stressed out wolf or the female wolf stress. Wolf stress. Is that the female? That's what I would assume. (laughs) You know, it's like the plural form of moose. Is it still moose or is it meese? (laughs) (laughs) Because for goose, it's geese. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. for mouse it's mice so you think for uh moose it's mice not mice <laughs> for moose it's mooses. mice mooses maybe it's just moose you look like a moose wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> i love that part we should do that movie yeah the princess diaries is one of my favorites dear listeners if you think we should do the princess diaries next uh tweet us yes twitter is really where you're gonna find us yeah that's that's the platform i am most online Mm -hmm. to be honest and i've really been embracing my my twitter persona of late yeah really instagram's fine if you're like fake but twitter is where it's at no i'm kidding because i'm great at instagram too actually that's false but (laughs) it's I i like to be real on my instagram stories yeah that's true. You know, it's like, a lot of bubble baths. Like, if you, it is. If you followed my saga uh, when I was in Scotland and I was following my sisters to the sunset mm-hmm. and I still had my shoes untied and a glass of wine in hand and they just started running down the street and I was like, wait for me! It was just a classic third child saga. Oh, wow. And that was one of my best stories. Did you never see that? I feel like I did, but maybe I wow. just don't remember the it. The fact that you don't remember it. Yeah, you weren't to Scotland like seven was, months ago it was in may yeah that's a long time ago. long ago how when am i my, gonna remember your instagram it was one of my best from, stories to date do you remember people in, still bring it up to me do you remember it was when i did a split in glasgow oh on the yes day. see ah i do mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm. yeah i do remember that glad good to know you're a Sorry, real friend you just needed to jog my memory really <sighs> good lord I, I mean it's a third it's a third party experience i'm gonna add it to my my highlights yeah you should <laughs> i mean you should i need to add a highlight for just my splits yeah definitely <laughs> i 100 percent think so because they're so great thank you and uh it's just unexpected from someone of my height and you just whip them out at the best times <laughs> thank you best times i've whipped them out in many cities it's i mean it's yeah it's, it splits around the world 
Splits around the world. You know how um, that guy has that book, Humans of New York? Yeah. You could be splits of New York. Splits of the world. Splits of the world. That's you. (laughs) Just splitting. Doing splits. Well, I'm glad we've come up with multiple business ventures for me today. Yeah. Wolfstress of Wall Street. Mary Kay, but for wine. Oh, yeah. Oh, we had this great idea. no one take my idea, because now it's documented. Yeah. We... It's going to be the next big thing. It the is. next big pyramid scheme. Yeah. Watch out, Herbalife. And I'm at the top of it. Christina's coming for you. I'm going to be that girl from your high school selling wine on her Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Kay style. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, you know, making, I don't know, whatever Herbalife people do. Yeah, I don't know. Shaming people into being skinny? I don't I know. you said shaving people into being skinny, <laughs> and I was shook for a second. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, did I tell you, um, my hometown did this newspaper article. I'm sure people who know me will listen to this and be like, oh, I know who you're talking about. I they love it. did this article on this girl because she lost all this weight, and now she, like, runs a health food store, and that was the headline. Mm-hmm. Her health food store is just an Herbalife store. Oh, my God. She lost weight, like, 20 pounds doing Herbalife. Well, and, you, like, they wrote an entire story about her. You could just start working out at a restaurant, <laughs> and then you'll lose 20 pounds in a month, because you you're starving yourself. Just, like, you lose 20 pounds and not have a Herbalife and be fine. <laughs> yeah, also that. It was so weird. And they were like, look at this young female entrepreneur. <laughs> And I'm like, are no. you fucking joking me? You're like, no, no. I'm like, really? That's what we consider an entrepreneur now? Oh, I tried. <laughs> so anyway, people, we've got a man doing yard work outside, because obviously it's man. Yeah. Uh, we've got my dog, Annabelle, in here barking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and exposing herself. It's Just the bubble. Rude. Very rude. And then we have Ann- uh, Pippa, who's also barking, but downstairs. We love Christina's house to record at. Recording here is, like, you just never know what you're going to get. I don't, ever, personally. You can't. Yeah. You just can't. Exactly. And Sarah forgot her microphone, so we're recording on one microphone. So that part's your fault. Yep. I'm also really out of it today. I don't know why. I just didn't wake up with my right mind. Fair enough. I think it's because I took a Sudafed this morning, and I you feel like... You took a Sudafed this morning, and no. you drove to my house? Not like a... I took a non-drowsy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I was like, you drove to my house and we drank at lunch. <laughs> I did take a Sudafed and drink, though. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. It'll probably be I'll okay. I'll track your location on the I'm, home. I'm really fine now. It was just this morning. I was like, woo-hoo-hoo. That's true. This is, it I, is the evening I'm now. I'm telling so. you, I think, that at, I think there's been an atmospheric pressure change. Yeah, she did mention that this morning. And I ha- woke up with a pressure headache, so that's why I took the Sudafed. It's the only thing that relieves pressure like anything else. I wouldn't know, but I'm proud of you for knowing. I just know a lot about over-the-counter medicine. And knowing what your body needs. Exactly. (laughs) I really do. So anyway, um, welcome to our podcast. Oh, hello everyone. (laughs) I'm Sarah Kelly. And I'm Christina Archer. And this is... To To All all the the Rom-Coms We've Loved loved Before. A bougie day out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We went out... We did. We ate a charcuterie? We did. Well, had, we just had cheese. We had a fromage board. Oh, it was so great, though. Cheese is called, it was called Around the World in yeah. Cheese. There was a Manchango. Manchego. There was a Gouda. A Gouda. <laughs> I was going to try and say it again. I was like, nope. Just Manchego. It's don't, cool. it's don't easy. fuck it up twice. Um, Just not like Manchango, like there was Jenga. And then there was a goat cheese. Oh, that was great. The Humboldt Fog, always a classic. We went to an anthropology. We did. I bought plant pots. I tried on a cape and gotta say, I look good in a cape. She does. Imagine me 
as a professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the I don't know what a I would theater. teach. A theater, a theater, and film. I, Doctor Sarah, and theater in film. My name is Doctor Sarah. That's right. I understand a lot of arts. I say she's like Doctor Ruth, but for theater. Yeah, remember that on You've Got Mail? Nope, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, oops, that's mm-hmm. not Doctor Ruth, but in yeah, in Sleepless in Seattle, oh, isn't that where we else. got that from? On no, Doctor Ruth is an actual person. person? Oh, I thought you were referencing Sleepless no, in Seattle. No, she's like a sex therapist. That would have been a good re- reference, though. Wow. Yeah, she's like a sex therapist, like, doctor, actual, like, German lady. She, like, escaped the Nazis and stuff. There's a documentary about her on Hulu. Oh, Hello. is it Masters of Sex, that show? No. What's Masters of Sex about, then? I don't know what Masters of Sex is. Oh, well, I just remember, it, like, won an Emmy. No, Dr. Ruth is, like, this tiny little old lady, and old she, German lady, who's, like, talks a about sex, sex. Yeah, she, like, used to have a show and everything. Let oh me show my you God. her. So kind of like Dr. Phil, but for women. Yeah, and much better. Oh. There's a documentary about her on Hulu. You should really watch it. You would love it. Yeah, I probably would. Dr. Ruth. Oh, speaking of things I love, the podcast. Yes. Uh, Dolly Parton's America. You there. guys gotta listen to it. So good. Dr. Ruth Weisheimer. That's her. Oh, wow. She's an American. Well, yeah. Sex therapist, media personality, author, radio, television, talk show host, and she's Holocaust only four, survivor. Seven. She's incredible. She's tiny. Oh, I love that. She's incredible. I love meeting people who are probably my height. <laughs> she's a lot shorter than you. <laughs> only marginally. I'm like 5'1". Are you? Are you? Yeah. Well, on my license, I just got a new license, everyone. It says I said that two. I was 20 pounds lighter than I actually am, and I said that I was one inch taller. It's true my life. It's fine. They didn't even check. They don't even care. I could do anything. <sighs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. This week, we're watching The Corpse Bride, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, exactly. We wanted to launch ourselves into the spooky season right before the Christmas season. Yeah, so, you know, because last year we didn't. Well, we weren't, we didn't exist until Christmas season. Exactly, but we want to be uh, topical with our themes. Yeah, you know? we're trying. We're yeah. trying. It's, it's about <laughs> themes. Yeah, <laughs> thematic. We're all about keeping on brand. Yes, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, so we watched The Corpse Bride, directed yeah. by Tim Burton. It's animated. It, you know, is it a rom-com? Uh, there's romance. There's comedy. There's romance and there's comedy, but not, like, together. Yep. Uh, it's maybe, like, um... It's definitely not classified as a rom-com, but a we don't care. F- it's a fantasy with romance and comedy. And drama. And drama. There's a lot For of drama. Sure, drama. You can't have a dead person in a movie and have that not and be not dramatic. have drama. Yeah. yeah. That's that's true. Yeah. So we have that. Um, do we want to do one person? Synopsis? Synopsis? I'll do informal this week if you want. Please do. Okay. Yeah. I'll mix it up. Jog my memory. All right. Because I watched this again last night. So I'm going to hold this microphone closer to me. Beautiful. And speak really quietly. Great. Which, to you guys, will sound very loud. And I'll look up a four-month synopsis. Fabulous. So, the story of the corpse bride, as told to you very quietly, like I'm on a calm sleep story. We're a sleep podcast now. Yeah. So, basically, um, the story starts with a musical number about uh, these two families who have arranged a marriage between their children. The children have never met. Victor and Victoria? Yes. 
Victor yeah. and Victoria. Yeah, which Can't is... Can't get any more creative than that. Yeah, they really just stole that one from another movie. <laughs> or, I mean, like... What, Called what, Victor and Victoria. You're like, mm, these two people need to be a couple. Let's have their boy version and female version yeah. of the same name. I mean, they literally could have done, like, Vincent and Victoria. Which later in the movie, like, someone accidentally calls him Vincent. So it's like, you really could have just made him Vincent and Victoria. Yeah, no one would have cared. But I don't know why they did that. That Anyways. was, maybe it was meant to be, like, a callback to that actual movie, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's this musical number called According to Plan, where the parents are getting together the two children they've never met, and basically both of the parents really do not like their children. Like, they're pretty rude about them. Um, I believe... The girl, Victoria's parents, refer to her as our daughter with a face of an otter in disgrace oh, yeah. in the song, which, you know, great lyricism, mm-hmm. obviously. And, um, yeah, so then basically the two families have arranged this marriage because one of them is the family of, like, a fish merchant, not super well off. The other family is a land-rich aristocracy, um, but they're actually bankrupt, um, so that's drama. And they they meet the victor and victoria meet and they actually it's very much like love mm-hmm. at first sight they play the piano together it's very sweet similar interests yeah similar they're sim- very similar personalities they're both very like timid and awkward and no one else would love them um <laughs> wow yep that's true well I mean, it's- in this world yeah so that happens then they have a rehearsal for the wedding but Dram, dram, Victor can't get his lines right, his vows. He can't learn his vows properly, so literally it takes him three hours. And then, like an actual, it literally says three hours later. So then um, they're like, go learn your vows. So he goes off into the woods reciting his vows. Then he recites them perfectly and puts the ring on a what he thinks is a branch. The branch then turns into a hand what it's the corpse bride and she comes out of the ground all spooky and whatnot and she's like i do and yeah then he gets sucked into the underworld i believe and that's you know a whole thing there's a a skeleton called bone jangles who has a number Mm -hmm. um and then victor is like kind of getting used to this he's like oh crap like i married this dead girl and then he comes up with this plan where he's like oh i'll introduce you to my parents um let's go see elder gutnicht and um get him to cast a spell on us and go up to the real world and meet my parents so they go up he's like oh i'll be right back goes in finds victoria and he's like trying to explain to her what happened because everyone's like where the fuck did victor go and then uh corpse bride sees emily corpse bride and she sees them and she's like are you kidding me hopscotch and takes them back into the underworld Mm -hmm. and then while that's happening this other sleazy motherfucker pulls in lord barkus and he basically charms victoria's parents and he's like i want to marry your daughter not this victor character and he's a real slime ball um but he's you know they are like you know what yeah that's we're gonna do that (laughs) 
So they're like, we need we need something to bring in some cash flow here. So this husband seems pretty rich looking, um, but they're wrong. So then, what else happens? So then they go back down into the underworld. He wants to genuinely marry her. Oh yeah. So then he's sort of like, oh well. He kind of feels bad for her. Yeah, he's like corpse bride. It's really sad. She basically, we find out what happened to her was she was going to elope with this guy many, many years ago, and she had, like, some money or something. Mm -hmm. She goes to meet him at the night, in the middle of the night. He kills her like a scoundrel and steals her money. So, that's what happened to her when she tried for true love. Sounds a lot like me. What? No one murdered you for money. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I guess emotionally. I'm making a joke about love. Everything is metaphorical. Yes, exactly. Who's to say that? I've been murdered. I I was murdered. (laughs) I was murdered. I was murdered by the idea of love. (laughs) And I've never loved again. I'll do anything for men. All they want to do is stab me. Steal my money and murder me. Sounds like a man. <laughs> Very masculine thing to do. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So then, then he's, you know, Victor, like, feels really bad. Oh, and then he, re- the, the, um, his old butler dies. And oh, yeah. And tells him about Lord Vargas that she's getting remarried anyways. Yeah, so. He's so, like, well, I might as well marry this well, girl. Well, so, yeah, so she, he finds out that, because his old cab driver dies. Cab driver carriage driver dry <laughs> dies and he gets to the underworld and tells him he's like oh yes he goes like this and he says oh yes um that victoria everyone's wondering where you went off to that victoria's going to marry lord barkus <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what that was happened. on point thank you yeah <laughs> that was really good um so then He's like, oh, I'm sad. Guess I'll marry the corpse bride after all. Because the corpse, he overhears the corpse bride talking to Elder Gutnicht, um, which is my favorite character, I think. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> his name is Elder Gutnicht, and he's just a little small skeleton man with a beard. I'm pretty sure that means good night in German. No, it means, um, it means elder good servant. Oh. I, I think. I, I saw it last night. Good. Yeah. That's cool. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Toss dolls. So, um, so he overhears Corpse Bride talking to Elder Gutnicht, and he was like, oh, Elder Gutnicht was like, actually, surprise, your marriage is void. He was like, your vows, you said, till death do us part, but my dear, death has already parted you. (laughs) And she's like, what? So then he's like, you have to get married again in the land of the living and get him to drink this dead poison wine Mm -hmm. and then you guys can be together forever in the underworld Mm -hmm. and he overhears that victor overhears that and she's like i could never ask him to do that and he goes you don't have to and it's very romantic it is and so he comes in The, the weird thing is though it's like romance for two people yeah two couples same guy yeah we can talk about that later sister wives but but in animation. Yeah. Um, so, so then he goes to marry her in the land of the living. So that puts everyone on the same footing, right? Mm-hmm. So Victoria marries the other guy. He goes to marry Corpse Bride, but the Corpse Bride gets cold feet. 
She's like, no, don't drink the wine. Then Victoria bursts in and she's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Something happens. Drama ensues. And Mm -hmm. basically we find out that the slimy bastard who killed, who married Victoria, actually is the murderer of the corpse bride. Lord Barkus. Lord Barkus. Then it turns out he's dumb enough to cheers everyone and drink the poison wine. (laughs) Kills himself accidentally, Mm -hmm. which is hilarious and comedy at its peak. Um, Kill the bad guy accidentally. It's no one's fault and everyone else is happy. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, And then the corpse bride is like, I relinquish you. I love you, but... You know, you've set me free because my killer is now dead and I've been avenged, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, what's his face? Victor and Victoria can finally be together. Yeah. That is love, people. And, and that's that, that's my informal synopsis. Boom. That Mic was really drop. good. Thank you. It's because right. I watched it last night and I was really on it. That was really good. I tried to that pay attention. That was the most concise you've ever been. I'm never concise. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, that was good. Okay, here we go. Here we go. When an arranged marriage between Victor Van Dort and Victoria Everglot reaches the rehearsals, Victor starts to worry. Spending time alone in the forest, Victor decides to go practice on his own. Everything seems to go well until he accidentally puts the ring upon the hand of a corpse. Before he knows it, Victor is is in the land of the dead and now has a corpse bride. Whilst everyone worries about who Victoria will marry in the land of the living, Victor desperately tries to find his way back. All right, well, that's good enough. You get the idea. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think I really covered everything. You did. So this is a spooky movie. Yeah. This is spooky time. Real spooky guy. Spooky time. It's Tim Burton, so it's dark. Love it. It's animated. Grayscale, basically. All the men are betas. (laughs) That's my favorite part about these movies. And all their arms are skinny. Yeah, everyone's very slender, except for the women are all voluptuous. Yeah, like the... They have tiny waists. Yeah. Tiny. Like, you shouldn't be able... You can't have internal organs with a waist that tiny, but they're puppets. That's all animation, you know? They're puppets. Princess Elsa also has a very tiny waist. And she supposedly shoots frost out of her hands. Yeah. Ice. Ice. That's the word. Yeah. Frost. Just a light frost. A light dusting. Man. (laughs) Like like what you find on the grass in the morning when it's cold. Yeah. Exactly. That's what that movie was about. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) um so what makes this movie romantic to us well i mean love at first sight yeah slash first meeting right that's romantic especially for a libra yeah you know yeah i would say that that's the great romantic storyline these are two miserable people Mm -hmm. who just by some look actually you know realize that they could be really great together yeah and it's victorian england so Mm -hmm. everything sucks anyways pretty much i I mean mean, this is peak uh misery peak misery well jack the ripper is there yeah that's all i know about uh, sherlock holmes is solving crimes probably penny dreadful is there yeah exactly I would say Peaky Blinders, but that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that was. That is England in <laughs> 19, like, 20s. Okay. Well, you know, it's Victorian England. Everyone wears a corset and their lives True. suck. I love a corset, though. Have you worn one? I wear one sometimes with dresses. Um, oh, really? Because it's, like, it gives you such a nice waist and it um, sucks in your stomach, kind of. Oh, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So if you're wearing a tight dress, it's nice because it's, like, you don't have to feel self-conscious about, like, 
if your stomach is, mm. if you're a little more full than you'd like to be. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Cause I, it, yeah. I mean, that's, that's interesting. Cause it's like, even when you're <sighs> like breathing out. Yeah. You're still not, you, it, you, you know, it looks good. fully expand. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. Got it at Target. You know, love that. Hmm. Um. Anyway. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. The outfit's not great in this movie. No. Well, you know. I mean. Outfits weren't great at the time. Yeah, everything sucked at the time. Like we said, everyone was dying. It's also, like, really interesting that in this movie, the, like, land of the living is very gray and, Mm -hmm. like, sad looking. And the Mm -hmm. land of the dead is very colorful and exciting. Um, I think it's because the land of the living is, you know, Victor has all these expectations of what he needs to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, he has, he is an arranged marriage. His life sucks. But you know, in the land of the dead, he really has a lot of opportunities to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. His dead dog's back there. That's true. Scraps is a key player in this. He is a woman who really loves him. That's true. And he could just fucking party with some skeletons. Yeah. Bone Jangles is really a great guy. Yeah, there's that weird little worm that lives inside of her head. A maggot. Ugh, hate that. Hate (laughs) those. But, you know, whatever. It's the land of the dead. They can do whatever they want. True. Eat bugs. Pop in your eyeballs. Yeah. This movie is really uh, not an ideal rom- or not a rom-com in the typical sense. (laughs) No, it's not. But- but we knew that going into it. Yeah, it's spooky. We, we picked it for its spook factor. Exactly. It's spook with spook underscore romance. Yeah, spooky underscore romance. Mm-hmm. That's great describing. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> that was good. Spooky drama underscore um, romance. Do you have a least favorite part of this movie? Um, Or a favorite part of this movie, perhaps? Oh, gosh. It's hard to choose. I don't know if I have I think... the least favorite part. I think one of my favorite parts is the very beginning opening um, musical number mm-hmm. is the According to Plan song. Mm. I just find it really fun. It's great exposition. It's like, it is. It's like it sets up the entire story. It's great. And it's like every last little thing, every tiny little microscopic little thing must go according to plan. That's great. That was <laughs> It really goes good. on and on. It's a fabulous song. I love it. Yeah. I think my favorite part is when um, they're about to have the wedding between the corpse bride and Victor and all the dead people come up to the land of the living. <gasps> yeah, I love that part. That's my favorite part. And then you you think it's going to be this scary, scary thing. And then it's like this very old dead guy who mm-hmm. is trying to interact with his grandson. Yeah, that part was so <laughs> cute. It's really cute. And, what, and he's like, Grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> it's I, so cute. And I, the wife, like, he finds his, like, her, this old lady finds her dead husband, and, like, it's really sweet. It's sweet. Like, everyone gets to have, reunite with their loved ones. Yeah. I think it takes a really, so, I don't know about this in culture, but, like, I think that a lot of cultures that are not Americans mm-hmm. really, like, respect kind of like the dead and they kind yeah. of you know think about like the afterlife and in a way that's in, very in respectful they put it in a very different light in it's their co- in their media yeah it's you not know it's not like as scary of a thing as it is scary and dark and like you know whatever in america yeah and i think that was a good like way of making it accessible to yeah americans it's kind of like coco before yeah. coco exactly yeah and like 
they didn't have to use another like culture to show that but i i mean i love fucking love coco yeah but um yeah i think it makes death more accessible (laughs) that sounds really scary less Um, scary yeah it makes it like more easily digestible yeah and more like this happens to everyone yeah even the people you care about but whatever. Yeah, and, like, sometimes it's horrible, but, like, it all works out in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, even in at, in death. Yeah. Like, the corpse bride finds her peace eventually. Yeah. I do, I do really like the idea. I, okay, so here's what we could talk about is that there's kind of two romances going on here. Yeah. Victor and Victoria, mm-hmm. immediate. And then Victor kind of warms up to love the corpse bride. Mm-hmm. But obviously that's not going to work out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting because I think I think the first time I watched this, I was like, well, I don't know who I want him to end up with. Oh, interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I think the very first time I ever saw it, I was sort of, and I think to a degree, every time I watch it, I'm sort of like, do I want him to be with the corpse bride? Yeah, kind of. You kind of do. I'm kind of like, I kind of do want this, but... Well, in a regular rom-com, it's always, like, the girl he warms up to is the one that you want them to end up together. Yeah. It's not the one that he immediately, like, has a connection with. Yeah. But in this case, you want it to be the person who has the immediate connection with him. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I think you want for the corpse bride, you're like, oh, she finally found someone. Like, this is so good for her. She has such a tragic story. Like, we want her to be, like, happy and in love and yada yada. hmm But then, like, at the end of the day, like, the actual solution to her problem is not finding a man, which mm-hmm. is, like, duh. But it's, you know, becoming free from her murder. Yeah. So. It's being at peace with dying. Yeah. And with dying in the way that she died. Yeah, and moving on from that. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah. And I think it is a really beautiful ending. Mm-hmm. Like, her moving on like that. Yeah. It's very peaceful. And the way it all happens is really nice as well. Mm-hmm. I, I really love that, um, what's-his-face slimy guy was, Lord uh, Barkus. Lord Barkus killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> I find- Oh, wait, but I forgot there was also, like, a sword fight. Remember yeah. when Victor had a fork? Oh, yeah, that's right. And Marcus had a sword. Yeah. But then I think he They, like, kind of con him into it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't realize it's wine. Everyone else realizes it's... It's poison. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, ha, 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 cheers. Yeah. Dies. Yeah, basically. But it was good. And then he was in the land of the dead, and all these people who hated him before become spooky. Oh, yeah. And then they all kind of... Don't they go after him at the end? Yeah, they lock him in that closet and, like... I love that for his eternity. Mm-hmm. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he is horrible. He's a good classic villain. Yeah. Someone you ha- you hate mm-hmm. just no matter what. Yeah. Have to hate. Love that. No redeeming qualities. I love a no redeeming quality character. Yeah, I mean, you need them sometimes. Mm-hmm. You Especially just do. This. It's yeah. like, like, like the guy from The Princess Bride, the king. No... Oh. I don't know his name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. No redeeming qualities. Sucks. Not a freaking one. For sure. Hate him. None at all. Um, yeah, so we are, what else do we want to talk about with the corpse bride? Um, I think we should maybe talk more about Victor and Victoria. Yeah. Well, I think the most romantic part of their 
partnership, which is interesting because it also happens with the corpse bride, is when they play piano together. Yeah, wait, what are you saying? Like, so when they first meet, mm-hmm. Victor plays the piano, mm-hmm. and then they, like, get on the piano together, right? Mm-hmm. Then he has a very similar moment with the corpse bride where they're playing piano together. Mm-hmm. Wait, you just said the corpse bride twice. Oh, well, so I met Victoria the first time. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, 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 I see what you mean. So you're talking about he plays the piano with Victoria, then he plays the piano with the corpse bride. Yeah. There's two piano scenes. Yeah. Yes, I know what you're talking Sorry. about. Sorry. Um, yeah, so, and I love that scene, the song that he plays and everything with the corpse bride. Mm-hmm. Or, God damn it, with Victoria. Mm-hmm. Is so beautiful. And the song that he plays with the corpse bride is too. Yeah. But it's very different, like, in the other scene... It's the corpse bride who plays first. Yes. And in the first scene, he's playing the piano, and then Victoria comes up and joins him. And that's more of a, like, oh, here's this thing we both have in common, and we're learning new things about each other. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're in the other one, he's more, like, apologizing to her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, I still want to have this relationship with you. I was in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But... They're very cute scenes. Yeah. It's just to me, I feel like he thinks of the corpse bride as a friend because obviously that's a relationship that will not work. Yeah. Unless he kills himself. Which, yeah. in the end, he might. Was going to. Yeah, he was and on so, track. Yeah. I guess the whole thing is, it, it makes me kind of, like, skeptical of him mm-hmm. because he's like, okay, I'll die and commit the rest of my life to you. Mm-hmm. It makes me skeptical of him. But I guess, like, the reasoning, quote-unquote, is that he's, like, heartbroken because Victoria's marrying someone else. Yeah. But it never feels good to be your plan B, you know? Yeah. And Victoria's clearly a plan A. Yeah. And being alive is plan A. <laughs> I yeah. would argue. I think you would be correct. <laughs> but, yeah. I do think they have a little bit of chemistry, though. Victoria and Victoria? Well, yeah, they definitely have chemistry, but um, Victor and the the Corpse Bride. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I think, like, when he first gets there, you can tell as well, like, when she brings him scraps. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, that's so nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's so freaking nice. Yeah. And, like, how would she know? No, she wouldn't. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Scraps the the dead dog, by the way. Yeah. Everyone. Dear listeners. The Corpse Bride is, like, the real hero. Of yeah. this whole movie. She really is. She's the protagonist. She is, like, the secret protagonist, yeah. Yeah. I really love her character. Here's yeah. a woman who just wants to love. She does. She has so much love to give. She does. And her innocence was taken away by a fucking man. Uh, yeah, well, not her innocence so much as her life, She right? was murdered. Yeah. So I feel like that's her innocence gone. Yeah, I mean, because I, you're completely gone. I mean, the unspoken part of it all is that she was probably raped by him, too. Really? That's what I would think. Oh, God. He's like, I want to marry dark. you and have your money. And then, like, meets her by the tree to elope and mm. then murders her. I mean, I don't know. Vargas Maybe I've real... just seen, like, too much CSI yeah, Miami. <laughs> Miami? Oh, yeah, that's the most realistic one, so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dear listeners, we were talking about how much I loved CSI as a child mm-hmm. from probably grades four until uh, now, really. Which I think is mildly disturbing. Yeah, I don't know. My mom just let me watch CSI. 
<laughs> I really don't understand. She didn't let me watch SpongeBob, but I was like watching really? CSI all the time. Yeah, she thought SpongeBob would make me rude, but at least CSI would just give me trauma. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob made a lot of people rude, so. Yeah, I think SpongeBob was kind I of a rude it. character. I hated that fucking show. Oh, I'm I'm glad that we because yeah. I, I realized we've never made SpongeBob references. We really haven't because I'm, neither of us have ever really watched SpongeBob. I don't like it. Wow, a lot of listeners are listen- tuning out right now. Sorry, they're unsubscribing. Try me. I hear thousands of unsubscribes. That's thousands. right, we have thousands <laughs> of listeners, thousands of subscribers. Uh, yeah. <sighs> no, I'm not. A, I'm not a SpongeBob girl. No, me neither. Never liked it as a kid, but what was the other thing I didn't like? It's not that we're not. It's not like we're anti-animation, though. Oh, obviously. I was. I was anti The Office growing up. Oh yeah. But I'm not anymore. Obviously. Yeah. And I was watching The Office, like, yeah. in middle school. Yeah, you were watching in middle school. I couldn't stand Michael Scott because he made me uncomfortable. Every Thursday night, you know? It was just sensitive. Okay. Thursday was big comedy night on NBC. <laughs> That's right. Cable. I was like, I want, I live for Monday nights at 9, Jack Bauer, 24. 24. That was what I lived for at that age, okay? Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's crazy that you watch 24 in the post nine eleven society. <laughs> I watched it all. <laughs> I was obsessed with that show. Uh, yeah. I just, maybe, maybe it's just when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this is too scary. But I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really find it scary. Mm, maybe. I guess I was just, just more like, intense. I need a Jack Bauer in all of our lives. You know? Someone who could solve problems in yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that sounds incredible. Yeah, I've never ever met a man that could solve a problem in 24 hours. Sounds a lot like Barack Obama to me. Oh, that's true. Love him. Maybe they should make a Jack Bauer, Barack Obama. God, I would love that. <laughs> Could you imagine? Ugh. I wonder if Barack Obama is ever going to go into redemption. Like, acting. Yeah, yeah. Barack Obama is like the politician mm-hmm. who has to make the calls. Mm-hmm. They're all dramatic. I see it now. But he also has Obamacare to implement. Exactly. Wow, this sounds like the not funny version of Vice. <laughs> god or not vice what am i saying a uh, veep <laughs> yeah that's what i thought yeah yeah veep not vice vice yeah. is that adam mckay movie it was really good though vice is. it's about dick cheney it's a movie oh yeah 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 okay i forgot about that uh yeah dick cheney would hate the corpse bride not Probably. a good transition but <laughs> no but i i i'm with you dick cheney would hate dick anything cheney has tim no burton. soul so there's that yeah why do you think people like tim burton so much you know, I've thought about this a lot because I really like Tim Burton. You do. And I really like Henry Selleck. And I I think it's, I think maybe it's because it's one of those things that's lightly spooky, mm-hmm. but not too spooky. That's so true. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like got a little bit of the spook factor. Yeah. But not too much. Yeah. It's not too much to make you scared. It's not going to like, and I think that there's an element of like magical realism. Yes. To all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, like, their stuff, I guess. And also, like, I think particularly, like, that type of, that style of animation. Yeah. Is really in- visually interesting. Yeah, no. So I think a lot, and, and there's, like, a lot of other stuff that goes into it, like, visually, I guess. Definitely. So it's interesting, the art direction like, is very Like, unique. I've watched these movies, like, like uh corpse bride Coraline, which is henry salick and um princess er, uh, whatever it's called nightmare, nightmare before, before christmas. christmas i have watched all of those so many times mm-hmm. particularly Coraline, because mm-hmm. it's my favorite movie yeah um 
I told someone I watch it upwards of 20 times a year. Wow. I know. That sounds not a realistic number, but I understand. I mean, it's at least twice a month, which means upwards of 24 times a year. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Oh, wow. I know, right? That's a lot. It is a lot. It sounds like a lot when you put a number on it like that. Yeah, but, you know, it's nice to have, like, a movie I mean, where I, you could just play in the background. I don't always watch it, like, start to finish. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just watch the first 30 minutes because it's fun. Yeah. I like, you know, I like the happy part of movies. Yeah. That's why I only watch <laughs> the first... things 30... get dark. Yeah, I only watch the first 30 minutes of Romeo plus Juliet, the one with Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> why would you finish it? Up until the... Uh, There's no point to finishing that movie. It's when just gonna bring Mer- you sadness. When Mercutio dies, I put... T- we don't turn need that, that shit off. We don't turn need that. Turn that shit off. Yeah. I just watch it for the uh, the water sequences oh, when they're, yes. like, in the pool. Yes. Or he's, like, having a long monologue mm, and he's, like, shirtless fire. and, like, bleeding for some fire. reason. Like, why is he bleeding? No Doesn't idea. It's so hot. <laughs> God, so sexy. Sexy. Uh, anyway, back to the corpse bride. Not sexy. Not sexy. Not a sexy movie. I know why I like Tim Burton, but it's pretty why do you obscure. Like, why do you like Tim Burton? <laughs> so my dad growing up is really into, like, 80s, like, techno pop. Like, very into that. Like, talking heads. Oh. Uh, like, um, Devo, like, that kind of stuff. He's very into that kind of music. Oh. And the guy who scores all of Tim Burton's movies... Is, Danny Elfman? Yeah, he was part of this band called Oingo Boingo, which is very part of that scene, very adjacent to Talking Heads. Yeah. Anyway, so that's why my dad let me watch all these Tim Burton movies, because Danny Elfman scored them, and he's a huge Danny Elfman fan. Well, Danny Elfman's very cool. You know, he's the singing voice of Bojang- Bone Jangles. Yeah, I mean, he's great. He's So what happened was, apparently, apparently they were trying to cast someone to sing that song yeah but no voice like sounded right so tim burton eventually asked danny elfman to do it himself but the, it took such a toll on his voice doing that like if you listen to that song it's freaking intense yeah um it took such a toll on his voice that he was like really hoarse for the rest of the time that he was doing the speaking lines for bone jangles oh wow that's crazy i know yeah i also have another fun fact that i saw um let's hear online that has more to do with like the animation part of everything so basically a lot of these types of movies that are made are used with or so a lot of these movies these types of animation movies are Mm -hmm. made the puppets are made with replaceable heads really yeah so basically they replace the head for each like facial expression oh my god crazy right so this trivia said the puppets used neither of the industry standards of replaceable heads like those used on the nightmare before christmas they're also used on Coraline, um or replaceable mouths like those used by ardman studios in wallace and gromit the curse of the were rabbit also a fabulous movie i love that movie yeah i think we like stop motion i think we really do yeah (laughs) um but instead used precision-crafted clockwork heads adjusted by hidden keys. This allowed for unprecedented subtlety, but was apparently even more painstaking than the already notoriously arduous animation. One animator, this is the crazy part, one animator even reported having recurring nightmares of adjusting his own facial expression in this fashion. Oh my god. Isn't that so creepy? I was like, you could come up with an entire scary movie based on just like, yeah turning your facial expression isn't that wild clockwork heads cool i really want to like go online and see if i can find a video of them doing it because if you go to the Coraline website which i've spent much time on Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i'm so embarrassing um 
they have like a video that shows you like a lot of the props and things they used Mm -hmm. for the movie and they show you like a little case of all of her heads Wow. All of the different heads that they used for her puppet. I'm sure they have stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm like, I bet there's something on Corpse Bride and how they, like, show you how the face moves. Yeah, for sure. That's really fun. I know, but that's such a good idea, though, but I guess it definitely makes sense that would be even more painful than, like, just switching it out. Mm-hmm. You'd have to, like, turn it to the exact thing you wanted, but it's a really good idea. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow. Good idea, but poor, poor in execution, I guess. I mean, it's, it's still... I, really cool. I don't know. A very fun fact. Yeah, that is a good fact. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, uh, do we have any other fun facts? Oh, I didn't look any other ones up. Uh, I can look them up right now. That one I just found. Here we go. It's loading. I'm pulling it up. Tim Burton does it again. That's one of the reviews from 2005. (laughs) Get in this cape. I think I want to get it. You should. Can we have your Christmas present? Um, composer Danny Elfman. Oh, you already did this. Sorry. All right, also did this. <laughs> the puppets were 25 to 28 centimeters tall. Mm. I know that they made 14 different puppets of the Corpse Bride and Victor and only 13 of Victoria. Wow. They had to make 13 different versions of them. And they also were, had, um, God, I know a lot about this. They had, they were made of, like, steel structures and stainless then, steel armatures yeah. covered in silicone skin yeah Weird. crazy right holy shit they filmed this movie for 55 weeks yeah that's a long time oh my god that's over that's a year a really long time and imagine it's all just so small that's a year and three weeks that's, that's crazy. so crazy and they had over 109,440 9, individually animated frames whoa you guys I don't know if you've had experience on film sets, but let me tell you what, that's fucking hard. That is a hard day. That's that's hard work. That's real rough. Yeah, because they have to reshoot and relight and mm-hmm. oh my god. <laughs> that is so much Stressful. work. That's so much work. That's why we love and cherish this movie so much. is because so much work goes into it. Stop motion animation is really love it. so impressive. It is. It's you so guys, awesome. It's so impressive. Just the quality mm-hmm. and the dedication. And, you know, they just don't do... The thing is, like, in, hor- like, classic horror, they had all these, like, practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like, Jurassic Park, they build the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And, like, all these things. And, you know, you just don't really get to see that kind of, like, yeah. technology anymore. You yeah. know, and I kind of feel the it's same all way like with stop CGI. motion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like all these movies are all computer graphics. Yeah, but I really like stop motion. It's so yeah, and the texture and yeah. just like what mm-hmm. on the screen it. Oh, yeah, like love all it. of you know, I have I have a lot of trivia about Coraline as well. Yeah, but all of her like sweaters and stuff were actually knitted. Yeah, that's just amazing. Tiny, this lady would do like tiny knittings. Wow. Of the stuff, I was that's like, that's amazing. freaking crazy. Well, it makes sense because if you think about it, these dolls are if you know 25 to 28 centimeters tall Mm -hmm. so it's like you know one woman doing like doll clothes basically yeah Yeah. but she had these tiny tiny knitting needles amazing i know wow absolutely wild yeah you guys if you don't like it for the romance or the comedy you should definitely watch it for the um effects yeah for sure yeah watch it for the visuals 
And because Halloween's on Thursday, and hopefully this will come out either Wednesday or Thursday. Spooky. Spooky. Stay in. Watch The Corpse Bride. Don't go out. Yeah. Who needs to go out on a Thursday night? Not me. I'll be working. Yeah. Who needs to celebrate Halloween? Not you. Just watch Corpse Bride. Watch some scary movies. Drink some wine. Yeah. Make it mold. Yeah. Who wants to wear, like, fucking uh, costumes? You'll be sweaty. You'll sweat. Just wear a wig in your living room. Exactly. I do it all the time. That's a Thursday night. I think I'm going to wear a wig to work that day. That'll be fun. Probably that black one up there. Oh, wow. I have two wigs just hanging in my room right now. I love that. Living my truth. I bought some fake hair today. Unrelated. But it's because we're going to see Ariana Grande. Yeah. So we need a ponytail. We do. It'll be so fun. I think I kind of want to get like a nice one, like a luxurious ponytail. Mine was only 12 bucks, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. Yeah. I've Uh, bought one. I've bought like a $12 one before. Yeah. And it, I lost it at a party. Well, who knows? Maybe I'll lose it at the Ariana Grande concert because I'll be dancing so hard. I want to, like, windmill it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's my goal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. That was the Corpse Bride. This is our short but sweet episode, just purely to encourage you to watch the Corpse Bride. (laughs) Yeah. It was our spooky rom-com. Yeah. And we'll be back um, next month. Yeah, right? Next yeah, month. we'll be back. Next we'll be month. back we'll eventually. See you. see you in November. And we'll have stuff that you can listen to, and it'll be great. Do you know what our next movie is? Not off the top of my head. Me neither. We'll let you know. You'll find out when it pops up on your notifications because you've liked, commented, and subscribed. Yeah, if you want to tweet us, tweet us at, at to all the romcoms. You want to like us on, follow us on Instagram, we are at romcoms we've loved. If you want to email us, we're romcoms we've loved at gmail.com. Shoot us an email i love emails yeah i would love to get an email from someone also if you are on apple Podcasts right now click subscribe you ass hat i would love that um also rate us five stars i've said it before and i'll say it again if it's not five stars take your review somewhere else <laughs> yeah also fun. if you're on spotify follow us yeah for um sure. that's all i've got that's it those are the hits ladies and so, boys and non-binary people well thanks for listening to to, to all, all the rom-coms, rom-coms we've loved before. before. See a bougie you later. day out. Oh, bougie day out. <laughs> Fuck, I, said, I was trying to cut to the chase. That's okay. A bougie day out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>